0: Hello, and welcome back to An Encouraged Heart. Thank you again for joining me for Bible study. We're, we are in week four of Living Victoriously in Difficult Times. If you have your workbook, um, please turn to page 37. If not, um, please open your Bibles. Before we begin, we're going to, of course, start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we just ask... As always, that you're with us as we open up your holy scriptures. We pray that um, you would just open up our eyes and hearts and ears to receive what you would have for us today, God. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I begin um, reviewing the scriptures with you, um, I'm going to read the introduction for week four, so just please bear with me. It reads as follows. In our study over the past few weeks, we have observed the example of Paul, who was excessively burdened beyond his strength, afflicted on every side by conflicts from without and fears from within. Yet Paul chose to trust in God and not in himself. We also have seen that Christ's response to suffering gave us an example to follow. He never acted independently of God, but entrusted himself to God who judges righteously. Our study has confirmed that as believers, we will suffer for our faith. We may even be persecuted for doing what is right. Though it may be difficult to understand, these trials are a gift from our gracious God who uses suffering to purify us and prove us faithful so that we will reflect who he is to others. Our response to trials and difficulties should bring honor and glory to the Lord. This week, we'll discover how living out these truths impacts the life of a believer. We will begin by looking at the example of Job, who endured trials few of us can even imagine. Okay, Um, as I mentioned, we're going to uh, be looking at Job chapter 1 today, verses 6 through 12. So what i like you to do is to mark God and the pronouns and synonyms that refer to him with a triangle. Also, I'd like you to draw a small pitchfork over every reference to Satan, okay? So beginning with verse 6 of Job chapter 1. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan who came among them. Satan also came among them. So here you would, of course, uh, mark God and Lord and Satan, okay? Accordingly with the triangles um, for God and Lord and the pitchfork for Satan. Moving on to verse 7. The Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. So, of course, there's references to the Lord um, and Satan. So, please mark that accordingly. Also, um, please be sure to mark the pronoun you, where it says here, From where do you come? So, that would be referring, of course, to Satan. Moving on to verse 8. The Lord said to Satan... Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. So of course, um, please go ahead and do the, the markings for the Lord. Um, there's also the pronoun my, capital M, and also God is mentioned, and of course, Satan as well, Okay. Verse 9, then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? So we have Lord and God, and we have Satan, so mark those. Verse 10, have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. So you have um, God mentioned, um, as far as, Um, the pronoun of God so you have you capital Y and then there's another one as well okay so references to God in verse 10 okay moving on to verse 11 but put forth your hand now and touch all that he has he will surely curse you to your face so we have um, your you and your again Referring to God, so indicate that with triangles. Okay. Moving on to verse 12. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. So here you should have marked the word Lord with a triangle. And there's another Lord at the end of that verse as well. And Satan is mentioned um, several times as well. You have the word Satan mentioned twice. Okay, so that would be indicated with a pitchfork. And you have um, also the pronoun your mentioned twice, referring to Satan. Also mark that with a pitchfork. Okay. Okay. We're going to actually, before we answer the questions, we're going to actually read that passage one more time. And this time we're going to mark Job and the pronouns that refer to him with a circle. Okay? So um, let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to go back to verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Okay? Okay. Uh, Moving on, verse seven, the Lord said to Satan, from where, from where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around it. Okay, moving on to verse eight, still looking for references to Job. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. So clearly we see, of course, um, the name of Job mentioned um, and him and the word man. Okay. So if you can circle those markings, moving on to verse nine, then Satan answered the Lord, does Job fear God for nothing? So circle Job. Verse 10, have you not made a hedge about him and his house? Circle those pronouns and all that he has. He on every side, you have blessed the work of his hands. So, of course, um, circle his and his possessions have increased in the land. Circle his as well. Again, verse 11 But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. So again, those um, two pronouns, the word he is repeated. Okay, verse 12. Then the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So we have, of course, um, those pronouns there, he and him. So Satan departed. From the presence of the Lord. Okay, I think we got all of those. If I skipped any, of course, go ahead and mark those yourself. Okay, let's go back through where I'm going to read the entire passage without interruption. Beginning, of course, with verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, "'From where do you come?' Then Satan answered the Lord and said, "'From roaming about on the earth and walking around on it.' The Lord said to Satan, "'Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil.' Then Satan answered the Lord, "'Does Job fear God for nothing?' Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Moving on to verse 11. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. The last verse, verse 12. Then the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has. Is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Okay, uh, we have um, several questions that I like us to look at um, regarding this passage. The first, um, the first is briefly summarize what is happening in this passage. And again, if you have your Bible study workbook, I'm on page thirty-eight. Um, There is a conversation between God and Satan about Job, who God calls blameless and righteous. Satan accuses Job of serving God because of how the Lord has blessed and protected him, his family, and his possessions. Satan then suggests that Job would curse God if he took away his blessings. God granted, he grants Satan permission to touch all that Job has. However, He was not given permission to touch Job himself. Okay. The second question reads, beginning at verse 6, what did you learn from marking the references to Satan? In the passage, um, first of all, it says, Satan appears before God with the sons of God. Some translation refers to the sons of God as angels. Verse 7 references the fact that Satan roams the earth. Also later in the passage, we know that Satan accuses Job of serving God out of selfish gain. The accusations certainly continue, he says, because of God's protection and blessings. Um, Those are the reasons that Job serves God. Also in verse 11, Satan says that Job will curse God If all is taken away, in verse 12, we know that um, Satan has no authority to harm God's people. God alone has the ultimate authority, because here is when he grants um, Satan permission to touch Job. Everything it says, of course, but Job himself. Question three, how did God describe Job? What did you learn about Job's relationship with God? God said that there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. God considered Job as one of his servants. So this suggests that Job humbly submitted to the Lord and walked with God. The fourth question, what question does Satan raise regarding Job's motive for serving and fearing God According to Satan, how would Job respond to suffering? In verse 9, Satan poses the question, does Job fear God for nothing? Satan says because of God's, again, his protection and God's blessings, that that is the reason that Job um, is a servant of God. Verse 11, again, um, refers to the fact that the accuser, says that um, Job, if everything is taken away, will turn his back on the Lord and curse him to his face. Question five, what resulted from the meeting between the Lord and Satan? God grants Satan permission to touch all that Job has. However, he was not given permission to touch Job himself. And the last question, who initiated the testing of Job? And, um, God, God initiated this testing. So this tells us that Satan does not have any authority to test us without God's permission. Okay. Um, we're going to look at one more scripture in today's episode. We're going to look at first Peter chapter five, verse eight. Okay. Um, here we're going to read just that one verse and we're going to mark all references to the devil and the adversary with a pitchfork. Okay. This is the verse again, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a warring lion seeking someone to devour. So here, um, with a pitchfork, of course, mark the word adversary and devil. Okay. And again, the verse reads, be of sober spirit, be on the alert, your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Okay. So what did you learn about the devil? That's the first question. What is his motive? What opportunity is he seeking? Okay. Clearly it says he is our adversary, which means he is our enemy. He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, which means to cause harm, destruction too. Okay. That is his, his um, motive. Okay. Moving on to the next page, which is, um, the next question and actually final question. It says, how does this relate to what you learned in Job chapter one, six through 12? Okay. The previous passage, um, So we know that Satan says in verse seven, that he was roaming about on the earth and walking around it. So this is an indication that he was looking for someone to devour. Okay. So he was searching for someone to touch and to wreak havoc in their lives. Okay. We are going to, um, conclude this episode here, but we're going to continue looking at Job in the next episode. We're going to still remain in Job chapter one. And just to give you a heads up, we'll be looking at verses 20, 21 and 22, Job chapter one during the next episode. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining me. And um, I look forward to you joining me again um, in the next episode. Okay. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.